Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. And in every part of my life, I, there was at least two or three people that were after me, trying to tear me down for whatever reason, adults and teenagers my age at that time or whatever, they targeted me. It was like bullies of all sorts of sizes and shapes. But a huge part of this whole cognitive quandary really was because of my captor. He was the fortress built on top of all that pre-made foundation. All that pre-made foundation set me up for his cunningness and cleverness and demonic nature. Some of the mind controlling games he'd do is purposely do something to hurt me, make it look like something else, act like he wanted me to be happy even though he didn't want me to be happy. And a lot of the time, make it out to be that it was me causing it or being the problem. And that's gaslighting. You know, when you are are bending and warping and telling somebody that what they can clearly see with their own eyes, what they can clearly interpret with their own minds is actually wrong. And you're giving them the opposite of the real story of what happened when they were involved, when they saw it themselves. And like, no, 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 you were just... You were just doing this over here at the time and you didn't realize that this is what really happened. And you're trying to rewrite history for them, trying to just make them believe that they're crazy. They're the ones who are crazy and it wasn't really anything like they're saying. That's gaslighting. He wanted to keep me in an inferior and mentally insecure state to maintain his dominance over me. So I do whatever he said. So I've had to fight through a cognitive barrier of confusion and double-mindedness while trying to get a grip on reality for a few years now. Because I lived with him for two and a half closer to three years, and then another two and a half to three years of, of still being under his influence, and even from a distance, he, he would use technology. He would blow up my phone, and if I didn't answer on the first ring, he'd flip out on me, or he'd create situations that would put me in a very, a very compromised state of mind and make me hysterical, and then hang up on me. He he was relentless. It didn't matter if I was physically with him or miles away. It did not matter. And the fact that I couldn't reach him really was even a stronger tool in his tool belt because I was even more powerless. So it's taken a couple of years now to filter through a lot. And God has brought me through it all. I, I couldn't have made it without him. I'm still getting revelations even today. I figured something out why I had a certain fear and come to find out it was actually from the guy I was dating who was related to my captor at the time, his parents actually planted a seed of a fear that was then capitalized on. 
that I would never have thought of in my life, even through any kind of legit worries or anxieties about something or someone, I wouldn't have taken it that far on my own. And so I'm, God is still revealing different things to me when in its due time and I'm handling it and being responsible and giving it to him each time he reveals something to me through a situation. Which brings out the fact that it's a process as we're unlearning the wrong things and learning new things that are right and in some cases having to relearn because we have forgotten we've lost the correct lesson you know we got you know maybe we got jaded you know maybe we got hurt by something that happened and so we took the wrong message from it you know what i was wrong about all this and this is the reality this is what things are really like this is what all women are really like or what all men are really like and we have to at some point recognize that we've learned the wrong lesson you know we've we're believing something false and we have to go back and relearn the truth you know that there there's like in the, just in this instance there's always still good people out there even if there are bad people too there's bad people in every bunch and there's good people in every bunch you know and it's like the ability to not just take one extreme as a self-defense mechanism and just believe that thing we have to be able to relearn unlearn and learn fresh and new things to be able to set ourselves free from that and it's a process it's a learning process and that's another thing that was stacked against me while I was still underneath his influence was that I didn't have a group of friends I never really had a group of friends going through school and I didn't have any activities outside of school other than church and grocery runs. So I didn't have my own group to run to. All I had was him and his group and his group totally backed him up and he, he's got them all totally won over and they worship him. It's very culty. I've had to fight through this cognitive barrier all because for years he created situations, gaslighted the blame on me and then acted like the savior to deliver me out of it. He manipulated me to become codependent for survival. His word became gospel because he conditioned me to blindly follow what his directions were. And in fact, one of the many phrases he used on me repetitively was, well, if you don't trust me, I will give you a reason not to trust me. That's displacement, you know, like... You're the one that's at fault. You're the one that's to blame. You know, well, if I'm the bad guy, well, then I guess I'm just going to go and be the bad guy. When the reality is you're the one whose behavior is prompting the confrontation. You're the one whose actions are requiring some kind of confrontation. And the conflict is from you. The conflict is from what you're doing. You have proven your lack of trustworthiness. You have proven your behavior. And now you're saying that the blame of future behavior is going to be because of this accusation against you and because of, you know, this, this claim made against you. And so it's really just a, a sort of conversational terrorist tactic. You know, it's holding the other person hostage to just, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean making them back down and not, you know, realize and see it for what it is like. No, you're just refusing to admit that you are wrong. You're refusing to admit, you know, and call a spade a spade of what you really did and what's really going on. 
you know it's deceptive deceptive and manipulative and that's something you gotta watch out for and something that it can take a lot of time when you get under that kind of influence to really deprogram yourself and get to the point where it doesn't have the same effect on you when people use it anymore because it's that's not a new thing there are many people that use that and that's just one of the many tactics i mean i i've got plenty to spare to, to tell you about in future episodes but that's one that applies here and there might be more i might include in this the series but words are very dangerous when they're used improperly and it doesn't take something physical to hold somebody captive you don't have to be chained up to be a slave and just because that person that might have been victimized has a really good mind and they're very smart and they're well educated and it doesn't matter if they don't have a strong foundation of thinking for themselves and making their own decisions being independent those two things if you don't have uh, both of those you're set up and the more you're brought down in what you really don't have confidence and you don't have any self-confidence I didn't I didn't have self-esteem because of the many things that I had been through even when those people in my upbringing and throughout high school weren't around me because of the repeated actions and words used against me I end up doing the job for them when they weren't around and you can't get away from your own mind. It follows you everywhere. So it's important to have that strong foundation, to have a relationship with God ASAP. If you don't right now, I would say check into it. <laughs> and that's putting it more comically, but really be open-minded to it and do your own research and think for yourself. But definitely don't be closed-minded to it because of any kind of hatred that others have for it or maybe somebody that claimed to be Christian hurt you in a very bad way and so other Christians might, must be the same way and Christianity is this and that and that well that's that person and it just kind of like Joyce Meyer says if you go and sit in your garage for a day does that make you a car that doesn't make you a car if a person goes and sits in church and doesn't do anything with it and doesn't actually follow Christ, that doesn't make them a Christian. That's a title. That's a label. Uh, just like somebody saying, oh, well, I'm emo. I'm, I'm a seen person, you know? No. Um, Christian should never be used as a label, but it is by a lot of people, and that's wrong. So I really encourage you, if you don't have a relationship with Christ and if you've had very strong feelings or even just feeling regular feelings against it do your own research you don't have to tell anybody about it you don't have to ask anybody any questions unless you're ready for that but do your own research for real it'll save you from a lot of things but back to our main point here in contrast to what i just talked about lately especially i've been able to flip that switch by choice and it's a definite God thing because this has <laughs> been an area of struggle for a long time. So for example, I'll be sleepy for the first couple of hours of the day before our workout. 
and then come into our workout room when we're about to start. And as I'm opening the door, I've been able to up my mood to excitement, even to a level that has really cut Sean by a big surprise. And cool thing is that energy is contagious. He'll, he'll start laughing and go from feeling how I was originally and ready to work out himself. And it's a great dynamic of how we affect those around us with what we say, our body language and the presence we bring. If we choose our mindset wisely, we won't be the only ones that are better off. It's still the other person's choice to ride that energy wave, but you still did your part and you feel better for it and are being a light instead of a storm cloud. Yeah, being spontaneous is one of the great ways of, again, of a good good attitude modification that sometimes, you know, the, just the ordinary grind and just, you know, uh, I'm tired, you're tired, yeah, you know, so that's what I expect is for you to come in tired, but you come in, let's do this, like, whoa, what's going on here, you know, the surprise catches you off guard, it shifts your energy, and even if you're just even kind of feeling grumpy, like, I don't know what it is, it kind of changes you, you know, it flips a switch where you're like, what the heck, and so you're, <laughs> you're trying to figure out what's going on, and so next thing you know, it's just like, okay, well, I guess let's get to this. So it can be very effective to to be spontaneous, add some spontaneity to your day, add some spontaneity to your behavior with those around you. It can make a really big difference. It can actually shift the entire day. And you can have a go song, quote unquote. And that's the song that you play every time you're not motivated and are tempted to put things off or just be grouchy for the rest of the day. And the more times you do it, it'll then start to cognitively trigger a more motivated response. Again, that's using your, putting your mind against itself in a positive way. <laughs> and then you run with that momentum. And it goes back to an, another point is just getting started. You know, just flip that switch, decide I'm gonna make this a good thing and get excited. And if you need that song, play that song. I've got a couple of them. And it might be a playlist, you know, it might be a genre. You might just recognize that if I play this, you know, high BPM music where it's really fast, do, 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 and, and, and it's going really intense that I get really motivated. You know, maybe it's heavy metal. Maybe it's really energized kind of pop music. Maybe it's jazz, you know, or kind of up, upscale jazz. If you just notice what works and you use it in that situation you set the atmosphere you set the environment and there's really a lot to be said for environmental factors when we put them to our benefit instead of against us like brandy and i and those who worked with us we noticed that working in that space where we had no windows you weren't allowed to call one area actually your own you had to you're technically supposed to to migrate across all these different workstations in the one building. So no space was really truly sacred, was truly yours. There was never any kind of like positive music or sound. You felt this kind of suffocating, like you need to, you need to be quiet, you know, unless you're on a call or something. And even then you need to like keep your voice to a certain level. There's just always this, this claustrophobic feeling and just the dull fluorescent lighting overhead, office cheap lighting overhead. It just set this atmosphere of drudgery and just, is it night or is it day? You know, what's going on with life? No color, 
no nothing happy about the environment that you're in. It just takes and sucks sort of the air out of the room, and it made it very hard to have a positive attitude. You know, when you're in there for long stretches of time, and and you're dealing with cranky people. So we can do a lot to impact our mood and impact our, you know, how easy of a time we're having with whatever our task and how much we're able to enjoy life by just paying attention, being mindful of how we set up our environment. Music is just one of the many ways that we can make an intentional choice to have something going on in the background or have something that we're intentionally paying, you know, attention to for a moment to get ourselves in a certain mood so that we can go forward. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Welcome back now, you hear? 